0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Sister Element, Episode
1: 2. I'm Heather. I'm Becky. If you don't know who we are, uh, we are sisters and we are best friends. And yeah, we decided to make a podcast because we don't live near each other anymore. And we just wanted to talk and share our fun stories and share our conversations with all of you listeners.
0: Yeah. Cuz we find this entertaining, we hope you do too. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. And if you want to know more about us as and who we are, check out episode 1
1: and our bonus episode which will be on Patreon.
0: Yes, indeed. Sorry. Took a sip of water.
1: No worries. So today for you, we have a very interesting episode. We are going to talk about a movie that we watched recently. Um, And then we will also be talking about the big M, menstruation and menopause. Because I feel like every sisterhood, you know, I think that's something that, you know, in a sisterhood, that's something all the women experience.
0: At least to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're a man out there listening to this, it's just still good to know about because yeah, uh, there are a... women in your lives. You have mothers, sisters, friends, you know, maybe daughters. It's good to know about what's
1: going on in their lives. And if you have I, I don't know if you don't have a woman in your life and you've stumbled into society because you've been in a like man. A I don't know. Like I'm just thinking of a literal cave, not like a quote unquote man cave. Uh, Tell us how you stumbled upon this podcast, because clearly electricity has not been a thing if you're living inside of a cave. Um.
0: Uh, Anyway, a woman outside of your monastery. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh,
1: Let us know how you stumbled upon this. Um, But we also have a a fun story that um, features our family. Yes. um, Specifically uh, my daughter,
0: daughter. (laughs) my daughter and our sister, our other sister. Uh, Uh, So stay tuned for the, at the end of the episode for a whoopee cushion Christmas.
1: Yes. A whoopee cushion Christmas story. It's, I think it's entertaining, but you know, I'll, Uh, Anyway, it was
0: was hilarious.
1: So we recently watched the movie Grease with John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John.
0: Yes. Now this is not our first time watching this movie. (laughs) This is not, we're not like, what? You guys have never seen Grease? No, we've seen Grease. I've seen it many, many times, but we were watching it specifically with a critical eye to look at it as adults as uh 21st century individuals going, what are we watching here
1: yeah mostly i was looking at it from the perspective of watching a movie as a child versus watching a movie as an adult particularly an adult living in this day and age where like that would not fly not at at all. all in today's world not even a little bit not even that type of behavior that movie nothing about this would like if it was made today it would be bombed and canceled before it even started filming
0: definitely definitely uh and if you haven't watched Greece. I mean, go watch it. I'm not saying it's not a fun movie, because it is. I genuinely enjoy it every time.
1: It's a good movie. Like, the soundtrack is great. Like, who doesn't like Frankie Avalon? Like, go check him out. Yeah. Um, it's it's a good movie, but I think that there's, there's some things that we could take away from it as an adult versus a child. I, I even have a conversation with my dad about it recently because we were watching it to talk about for the podcast. And I was like, okay, well, th- Dad, what are your thoughts since you were the parents allowing me to watch this?
0: I can't believe that we were allowed to watch that as young as we were.
1: Yeah. And I did ask Dad and he said that um, it was because we didn't know what majority of the references meant.
0: Yeah, oh, the humor and all that. A lot of the stuff was just over our heads, so it was just a fun musical to a nine-year-old.
1: Yeah, but even younger than that, I remember right. like watching that movie as a, a very young child. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just a good movie that the whole family likes to watch, so we just turned it on.
0: Yeah, but as I was as I was watching the movie this time around, I was thinking about the, you know, viewing this as family entertainment and all of that. I think it's only because it was a musical. If it wasn't a musical, I don't think it would have flown. And it reminded me of the line in the Phantom of the Opera where they're saying, you'd never get away with all this in a play, but if it's loudly sung and in a foreign tongue, I don't think it has to be in a foreign tongue. It just has to be sung and yeah. people are like yeah no way grease lightning the Chicksil cream for grease lightning that's family
1: entertainment yeah absolutely <laughs> not that's what i'm saying like as an adult i'm watching that um, and i'm hearing those lyrics and i was like whoa whoa, whoa. What? why are you letting me watch this as a child but as yeah. a kid i didn't mean anything to me like yeah, i had no what, idea what, that what does meant. it mean yeah like i don't know so yeah. i'm thinking like you know people swimming around in, you know, whipped cream, which, you know, in and of itself could be taken inappropriately, but you know what I mean? Like I did not think about that in any, any way. I think I
0: always heard it as a kid. It made more sense to me that it was the chicks will scream for grease lightning. Like, Oh oh my God, it's grease lightning.
1: That could be what I heard at the time. And I was like, Oh, the chicks will scream, which I mean, that seems more appropriate. For even a family show? Yeah. I
0: think when they did the live, um, what was it, ABC that was doing all those live musicals and airing them? I think they changed a lot of the lyrics to Grease Lightning to make it more family friendly.
1: But I don't think Grease Lightning, I, I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen the stage play, but I don't recall Grease Lightning being in the stage play.
0: I have no idea. I've never seen it. I saw it once.
1: Place. So I, I don't recall. And I I don't want to say where I saw it because I might actually run into the people that were in it. But I saw it and I did not care for it. Yeah. It just wasn't that It wasn't that good in my opinion. Um, as a theater major in college, I mean, I didn't graduate from college, but I took all of the theater classes that I needed to. <laughs> um, I was am to an extent pretty critical when I see yeah. a- acting
0: oh, at all production period. values and of yeah. acting and
1: yeah so yeah. but all I, that aside yeah all that aside like I don't recall that song but I could just not be remembering um but anyway there are other songs though that are are completely fine like hopelessly devoted to you while that's not yeah it's, just a uh, it's song. it's not inappropriate. It's just a song about how this girl like loves this boy, and you broke my heart, but I love you anyway, yeah. yeah. and that's a I mean, that happens like in sure. today's world, it happens all the time, right. I and mean, even even songs
0: like there are worst things I could do, which is definitely more has more innuendo in it, is still a song that's like, hey, yeah, everybody thinks that i'm a slut but you know what there are worse things i could do and that's actually not a terrible message
1: (laughs) no i actually think that's one of the more appropriate songs of the Mm -hmm. i think that grease lightning is probably the worst and just some of the absolutely the things in (laughs) general like um duty is kind of awkward and inappropriate you know i i would just say like if you haven't watched it give it a watch. Maybe take in- into consideration that it's not child-appropriate. Um Don't wash it with your kids. Remember it was made in it- the 70s, about the <laughs> 50s. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Just take <laughs> it into consideration of the time period that it was made in, and the time period it was made about. So, yeah. but as far as musical value, Olivia Newton-John, rest in peace, is a goddess. Yeah. <laughs> an Australian, Australian goddess I do I
0: do think like one one thing that I noticed watching it as an adult that I never picked up was and spoiler for anyone who hasn't watched it you know plug your ears this for a movie moment has here. been
1: out for so long if on. you haven't seen it by now
0: too too bad it's been out since longer than either of us was alive um but the the scene with Rizzo and Kanicki in the backseat of the car and he's got his 25-cent insurance policy and it broke because he bought it in the seventh grade I never caught the implication of that was that despite all of his bravado and all of that that was his first time yeah (laughs) I was just like that never occurred to me until watching it was like oh my god and looking at it at now Thinking about, like, these guys are 17, 18-year-old kids. Yeah. The actors weren't. The actors were older. They look older. But thinking about the characters...
1: In her 30s when she did it.
0: Right. The, The actors were older, but the characters being teenagers, so much of the stuff makes much more sense looking at it from that perspective.
1: Yeah. But also... I, I mean, I didn't do those things when I was a teenager. So I mean, I wasn't not that we had a place where there was a drive-in, but I also didn't go to the movies either. Like I never went on a date to the movies.
0: I did once I was in high school.
1: Well, I didn't really date that much in high school because I didn't either. Well, that this is a whole other can of worms that we can open in another episode, right? But I, I went on one double
0: date to the movies as uh, to see lilo and stitch yeah it was cute it was fun i enjoyed the movie i wasn't really that into the guy i really just went because i wanted to go see lilo and stitch and the guy was nice enough and i was friends with the people that we were going on the double date with so i was like sure i'll go hang out with my friends (laughs) and watch a movie and uh yeah that was it
1: well you got a, you got a nice movie out of it because Lilo yeah. was just cute it was an adorable movie yeah but um so yeah if you haven't watched it like we said give it a give it a watch but just you know go in it with the knowledge that I mean it was made in the seventies about the fifties and don't watch it with your little kids yeah <laughs> probably you know there's ratings for a reason I think it's pg thirteen
0: I think it's just pg really? there was no P- there was no pg thirteen in the seventies
1: yeah, but, like, they've changed things. Like, Dirty Dancing, when it came out, was rated R, and now it's PG-13. Right.
0: But I don't I don't know. Um, I think it's just PG.
1: Oh, wow. Well, just keep in mind, there's a lot of innuendos, but they're high school students. So, I mean, there's a lot of innuendos in high school. So, it mm-hmm. happens. But I think we should move into talking about the, the big one. So, I think the biggest thing is, like, you know, we were kind of talking about this a little bit before we started recording is that menstruation and menopause um, are things that are inevitable, but menstruation is something that is starting to get a little more uh, talk. You know, people are starting to talk about it a little bit more. starting to get that attention that I think it needs. Um, but menopause Bless Oprah. I think she's the only one that's talking about it right now. Like other than like she got like some friends, you know, that was like, hey, nobody's talking about this. Let's talk about it. But I saw something. The reason why I wanted to talk about it is because I saw something recently that was talking about like, hey, are you experiencing these things in your life? You might be going through perimenopause. And I was like, is that I'm only 35? Like, is that my It seems a little early to be going through perimenopause, but we don't know, like you and I don't know about the ages of when we would have started going through perimenopause because of medical complications in our, you know, with the women in our family. Right. We don't have that history. They had like early menopause because of other health complications right or or going through menopause
0: or then you go back far enough where they just didn't talk about that at all
1: i mean going that when
0: great grandma went through menopause
1: right i mean and our great grandmother was born in the time that you know you put skirts you know a bed skirt because the le- the bed had legs and you can't be showing your legs like that's inappropriate you you shouldn't be showing limbs of any kind i think that's you amazing, know but yeah i think it is too but that's just what i assume like but still you know what i mean like yeah you you didn't talk about legs though they were your limbs right because legs was too you know saucy a subject so i think that it needs to be talked about. Now, as far as I'm aware, you're not going through menopause. You have not shared that information with me, but I no. think it needs to be talked no. about. So yeah. I I mean, but even like on the other side of that, going through menstruation, I mean, I, from the time I started having my period to, I mean, now, uh, you know, I have an, an IUD. So that has the hormones in it that stops me from having a period. But the reason I do have it is because I have such painful periods and have had since I started my period 4 months after my 11th birthday. So, it's it, it's somewhat debilitating. I remember like curling up on the kitchen floor crying because that was the coolest place in it was the kitchen floor and I was, you know, needed something cool to calm my body down but like needed a heating pad to alleviate the the pain and while mine
0: have never been as painful as yours I still have even though i I also have the hormonal IUD that has you know stops my you know bleeding but I still sometimes get the cramping I still sometimes get other things like actually this week I have there was one day where I'm like oh my God, I just, I had cake for lunch because there was some in the office and hadn't been, <laughs> I'm just like, all right, I'm having a big old slice of cake and this is my lunch because I just can't today.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, I, I think there's a lot of shame that's put on it. Like, oh, you must be on your period. Like that would happen to me all the time in high school. People were like, oh, you know, you're you only feel that way because you're on your period. I'm like, oh no, that is not it at all
0: um like no i think you're an asshole because you're an asshole i'm just uh exactly
1: i'm like i'm just voicing my opinion it just so happens to coincide that i'm on my period like right but i'll think you're an asshole still next week but i mean there's there's other things you know that i did not know until later on i want to say even to like late teens early 20s But, like, I didn't know that women have cramps when they ovulate. Mm. Like, why was this not discussed?
0: Yeah, it can. (laughs) They can have cramps when they ovulate.
1: Yeah, they can. But, like, it happens to me. So, not only do I have really painful cramps, like, before and during my period, I have painful cramps two weeks later during ovulation. Fun. Fun. Yeah, so like a quarter to half of the month, I'm in pain because my body is like, no, no, we don't we don't want to deal with this. I like play nice. yeah.
0: And I, I think part of the problem with things not being talked about is you don't know when something's normal and when something's wrong.
1: Yes, exactly. I, because
0: if if you're always told, like, oh, well, people just get cramps when they have their period, you don't know if – how bad does that mean? Does that mean, like, one day you're like, oh, God, I really just feel awful today, and I don't feel like doing anything, but I'm just going to have to buck up and do it? Or is normal, like, I need to spend, you know, three days lying in bed because I it's too painful to move?
1: Right. I would say if you're spending – at any point in time during your period, if you're spending enough time that you can't get out of bed, you need need to go see someone about that. Now this isn't completely in my unmet, like I am not a medical professional, but I would still consult a medical professional and say, hey, look, um, you know, that's something that I've definitely had to learn and I'm still kind of struggling with is advocating for myself to get answers to some of my problems. I have a specific like area that hurts the most and it's right around my left ovary. And I do get cysts on my left ovary. And I mean, even to this day, like people say, Oh, you know, I'll go to doctors and whatever. And they've told me like, Oh, well, you know, people get cysts on their ovary. So I had mentioned it to a different doctor that I was having so much pain that, I wasn't sure, is this the cause of something else? And so I went into the emergency room one day. <clears throat> they did a CT scan because they needed, you know, it's the emergency. Right. They need Experiment. fast response. They right? need to like, know now. Yeah, yeah, they need to know, like, everything, take a look at everything right now. So I got a CT done, and um, they saw that there was a cyst on my left ovary, and it was about – like the size of half of my ovary which is huge when you think about your ovary isn't that big right and they were giving me this it was like two centimeters by three centimeters or something like that so I had mentioned this to another doctor and this other doctor just said you know he's not he was not a, a gynecologist or in women's health at all but he said I don't, he said, this is out of my scope. This is not in my field, but I will tell you this. He said, if they're giving you measurements for a cyst in centimeters rather than millimeters, that is a big cyst. That's huge. Yeah. And that's, and nobody, I mean, the emergency room doctor, he can't do anything about it. And he just said, like, look, this is, you know, I understand, like, this is really painful. Um, You know, you're, it's not being, twisted it's not twisting your fallopian tube or anything like that so it's not an emergency right now but keep an eye on it and make sure to follow up with your gynecologist and I did and I did and she said looked at me and said oh that's normal but let's keep in mind that I was having fevers of 102 and higher not 100.2 102.0 and higher while this was going on which suggests that there's some kind of infection in my body that is causing this and this uh the er doctor told me that this was bleeding into my abdomen so he said that could be why you're experiencing pain Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of things that are are you know, showing up here that say, "Hey, there's something wrong," and at no point did anyone say, "Hey, maybe we should take further look at this." The gynecologist looked at me and said, "Well, that's normal." Right. And then I said, "Well, I had fevers at the same time," and she's like, "Yeah, that's normal." Most recently, um, I went to the gynecologist and shared that story with my new, you know, with this gynecologist. I never went back to that other one. That was like, "Yeah, it's normal," um, and she was very uh, sympathetic and Mm -hmm. very understanding but you know this was seven eight years ago what is she going to be able to do about it now but i just want to give her that history and say hey look i don't i don't know is it is it truly gaslighting you hear about like doctors gaslighting their patients like that's the a term that i've or a phrase that i've heard recently and um i don't know tell
0: you that what you're experiencing isn't as bad as what you're experiencing
1: And so I've had that, I've had doctors, you know, so maybe that's the case of this. I've had doctors just say, well, there's not really anything we can do about it except for pain management. Well, why is pain management the answer to women's health problems, like particularly in relation to menstruation? Why is that? That's my question is why is pain management the answer instead of further study and research into this? Like, millions of women around the world have menstruation like that's just part of being you know a
0: millions of women in that case yeah
1: yeah like a cisgen woman mm-hmm. that is part of what happens to our bodies mm-hmm. it's part of that and so it's you know i i just don't understand why why is this not being explored further and why you know I
0: imagine it probably is being explored but it's only been recently that things have started being explored and women's yeah. health has historically been ignored misunderstood underestimated just it, it's been a fairly recent thing and so there's a lot of catching up
1: there a is. Lot.
0: um now if you if you know you are experiencing something You know, I've been very fortunate in that at no point has my cycle been debilitating, just annoying, Um, and I've never had any any major issues like that. But if you are experiencing something that you are finding like someone's telling me this is normal, but it just doesn't feel normal, get a second opinion. Yeah, find somebody else who you know, and do that until you find somebody who listens to you and either explains why it's normal and what is normal or helps you figure out what's not normal instead of just dismissing your concerns.
1: Absolutely. Um, You know, and you just, you know, definitely advocate for yourself. And if you need help advocating for yourself, you know, bring along someone with you into your appointments. Like, you know, if you need to bring, you know, your mom, your sister, your friend, like whomever, your husband, like y- your partner, whoever it is, like if you need help, absolutely don't. There should be no shame in in bringing someone with you into your appointment to say, look, you know, and they can kind of you know validate that you do experience these things and that you're not just in there for, you know, funsies. Because attention. I don't think... Who's, who's going into the gynecologist really to be like, yeah, my hoo-ha hurts all the time. You know what I mean? Like things are not right. right. And, and treat it with no more, there's no more shame in having
0: something wrong with your vagina, your uterus, your ovaries. These are just body parts. These are parts of your body. It's the same as if you had an ear infection. It's just part of your body. Yeah, but and you can know no doctors
1: do. So if you feel like something is off, yeah, absolutely speak up.
0: There are there are some wonderful YouTube channels out there that um the the one in particular that I like to watch is called Mama Doctor Jones. Uh she is an OBGYN and she talks a lot about um she she's a she's a gynecologist, so she talks about health she also has some funny like meme reviews and she responds to like medical scenes in movies and talks about what's realistic and what's not in these childbirth scenes and things like that but but she has some great videos about you know what's normal in your menstrual cycle um what's when to call a doctor when it's you know when what's an emergency what's fine um and so, yeah, I definitely recommend checking her channel out.
1: I And will, MDJ, I've if you're watching this, movie.
0: we'd love to have you on our channel and we can chat about
1: uh, you know. Absolutely. Yes, chat about health. I yeah, I'm I am fascinated and interested in like health in general, but in no way could I be a doctor because there's certain things that just like, i'm not a big fan of blood let me just throw that out there I, i'm not in the in a small population of people that don't like blood either so you know it's just not it's not for me so if at any point someone or something may show up bleeding i'm no thanks now to be fair in a crisis like if your daughter came over to me and was like auntie i'm bleeding i'd be like yes i will help you but, like, the minute that she's, you know, old enough that she doesn't need that, like, trauma, you know, triage response, and she can handle it on her own. I am like, okay, girl, you know where the Band-Aids are.
0: <laughs> oh, she's already at that age. She, she comes in. She goes, Mom, I scraped my knee while I was out riding my scooter. I'm going to go to Band-Aid and go back outside. I'm like, cool, clean it up real good. <laughs> yeah. Cotton balls. I and I and- love that autonomy age where it's just like, great, awesome.
1: No yeah, tears, I mean, no no tantrums. Like, if you've got a cut on your finger, like I'm not always coordinated I'm, enough and I'm, I'm like oh, we'll yeah, especially
0: on my right hand. I can put a band-aid on my left hand, but on my right hand I'm like, mm, this hand- my left hand doesn't know what to do. It's
1: <laughs> the left hand doesn't talk to the right hand
0: <laughs> <laughs> The left hand talks to the right hand, but it's um, it's dumb as rocks and just doesn't understand.
1: Now, when you when your left hand talks to your right hand, is this like in shadow puppet form?
0: <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> it's just, it just reminded me of when Rose was little. My daughter Rose, she was three, maybe four, and I hear her. Uh, I hear her saying something. I'm like, "What was that, sweetie? I didn't hear you." She goes, "No, mom, my feet were talking." Okay, well, what did your feet say, mom? They were talking to each other. <laughs> it's like, okay excuse me <laughs> i will butt out apparently this is not my conversation
1: <laughs> uh kids anyway going back to to administration and menopause so let's let's discuss a little bit about menopause i let me be honest like i do not know and i do have a medical condition that it's could very likely put me into early perimonopause menopause that kind of thing like it's a possibility i don't know so i feel like you know i'm kind of feeling around in a dark room you know trying to find the doorway to the secrets and i'm lost so if you guys have anything please let us know um I should have been a little more prepared and come with like something. I think I did. I I did. Oh, oh like goodness.
0: signs of paramount menopause or
1: Yeah, I think I did. I take a screenshot I did that, from uh, Oprah because that uh, Oprah, I'm telling oh. you. Oh. Okay. All right. So I did find um a screenshot that I took from Oprah's um it's a Oprah Daily Instagram. And it does have common menopause symptoms. Um, you said that you did find some stuff?
0: Oh, yeah. I was looking at um, the Mayo Clinic website as hmm. far as perimenopause and um, the subtle and not-so-subtle changes in your body that may take place.
1: Well, let's go with perimenopause because that happens before menopause. It does.
0: So, perimenopause usually um, – it. it what it means is around menopause and it's the time where your body is transitioning into menopause uh, it generally starts sometime in the mid to late forties. But um, according to the Mayo Clinic, some women notice changes as early as their mid thirties. Uh, well, I'm
1: 35. So I think that counts.
0: I think that counts. It's very, if there's no more mid thirties than 35. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. But basically what's happening is the level of estrogen, um, it's falling and then rising again unevenly. Um, So it's, you can have symptoms such as irregular periods because your ovulation is becoming more unpredictable. So they might be be shorter or longer time in between periods or it might be uh, lighter or heavier, or you might skip sometimes and if that happens you know if it starts becoming regular after you've been regular for most of your life that's a pretty good sign you're in perimenopause um if you start having 60 days or more between periods you're uh getting closer to actual menopause um hot flashes sleep problems night sweats um but sometimes even uh sleep just becomes unpredictable, which I've been experiencing recently, just weird sleep patterns. But that can be related to all kinds of things.
1: I was going to um, say, like, I have sleep problems and have had sleep problems for a very long time. So I don't think that that my sleep issues have anything to do with menopause. I think it has to do with various other health concerns that I in the process of trying to get handled <laughs> yeah mine's been like possible sleep year. apnea yeah mine's oh, well. within
0: the last year i've been having issues with just sleeping and waking up at 4 a.m for no apparent reason um things like that um mood changes so it could be mood swings um increased depression um sometimes this is caused by that sleep di- disruption but it can also be caused by um Yeah, hormonal other factors yeah um then uh vaginal dryness and um more frequent vaginal infections and then decrease in fertility changes in sexual desire so it could be could be an increase as you know as, as hormone levels are higher and decrease as they're lower but it'll um it it, but it does say on here that if you were you know happy with your sex life before menopause it will probably continue um you know just make sure it mayo clinic doesn't say this but i am as heather
1: am saying just you know by lube (laughs) (laughs) uh there are plenty of brands out there. And if you did not know, um, actually, Christina Aguilera has her own lube brand. I can't oh. remember what it's called, but I will, I will find out. I don't you know anything know. about
0: Christina Aguilera's. I like Sliquid brand because it, I find that it feels the closest to natural lubrication and isn't super expensive.
1: Good to know.
0: And then uh, loss of bone density and changing cholesterols. You can uh, have higher Uh, LDL levels of cholesterol and lower HDL cholesterol. Those are all the signs of perimenopause, according to Mayo Clinic.
1: So I have a a little pie chart here of common menopause symptoms from the Oprah Daily Instagram. At the top, and we'll go clockwise, it says uh, dry everywhere. So I would say, you know, if you're dry from the top of your head down to the tippity toes and everywhere in between um that would might be menopause versus like well my my face is dry like I have dry skin on my face and you know my hands my, are dry yeah yeah like I'm, I have general dry skin but like I don't have a dry mouth I don't have dry nose I don't have dry eyes I mean I do have drier eyes but that's you know whatever so <laughs> that's a different issue altogether, but, you know, it, you know, vaginal dryness that, you know, like Heather was saying, that is a, a sign. That's a big one.
0: It's also, like, however, a side effect of certain, uh, certain medications, uh, things like that. So, you know, any of these symptoms on their own, isn't a sign of anything in particular. It, they can all be caused by a variety of things.
1: Yes. Um, so fatigue, I think we talked about that. Well, we talked about like irregular sleep patterns, Mm -hmm. Um, but fatigue. So if you just get tired more easily, Um, it talks about brain fog. So maybe you're feeling a little more forgetful. Um, I didn't realize that was a thing. Um, I didn't either. I have brain fog anyway. So for for everyone, just so... You know to put this out here out there i have um systemic lupus systemic lupus uh affects every part of my body and i do have to take medication to um keep my my lupus under control Um, and brain fog is one of those things um so i've had brain fog which is very hard for me sometimes because there are times when i can remember like even the most minute detail that people are like, how would you even know that? I'm like, well, I observed it mm-hmm. too. And then, you know, a week later being like, I have no recollection of having this conversation at all. Like none. Very weird. Mm-hmm. It happens for me most times when I'm stressed, but stress is also a trigger for lupus. So um, right. anyway, and so this brain is not fog. brain
0: fog, like, the end of the day on a Friday where you're just like, I can't focus on anything anymore. That's normal. Yeah. That's just.
1: Yeah. Um, so, and it says weight gain. Now, like, okay, as we get older, our metabolism in general like our bodies just start to slow down so if you live a sedentary lifestyle and suddenly you are gaining weight that doesn't necessarily mean that you're in menopause it just means that you are living a sedentary lifestyle and maybe you know could right get some fresh air outside take a walk you know but but i would say that if you know e- even if you have a sedentary
0: lifestyle if your weight has been you know, more or less stable or has just been slowly gaining over time. Yeah. And then suddenly you notice a an increase where it's just like nothing has changed in your life except your age. And now you're suddenly going, you know, dramatic weight gain. That's when you were looking at at a sign of something going weird,
1: yeah. um, the next one is hot flashes. I think we talked about that. I think that's the most common. And most well-known symptom is that people are like, oh, I'm suddenly hot. And from my understanding. that's because it's the
0: most public. Everyone can see when someone's just like, oh, my God, is is it hot in here or is it just me? That's that's obvious. Everybody sees it.
1: (laughs) I have a friend who would buy hand fans. And she just has hand fans everywhere. She's just sitting there fanning herself with her hand fans. So I think she would buy some for everybody else, too, so that, you know, just in case they needed it. It was it was fun. I used to have some, and I'm always cold, so I was like, "Well,
0: <laughs> you have got it." Yeah, I've got you, it. You, you can know, play the when uh, the time arises. You know, right, it's just like use it uses it a communication device. Oh to...
1: yeah, <laughs> or do that. Uh, Andrew's sisters fan dance.
0: I <laughs> think those are bigger fans.
1: They are, and they're feather. They're much yes. bigger, but yeah, anyway, big, big ostrich feather fans. Um. yes um so it also talks about a low libido and it mm. says in this other sliver of this pie chart various other struggles i don't know what that means so i will do yeah, some research various I struggles that-
0: could mean anything
1: yes so i will say that i caught a clip of something that oprah was talking about that apparently was a symptom and she thought she was having a heart attack i will do some research and i will um maybe i'll i'll post it on instagram and see um so that people can see it and see what i just exactly like the
0: idea that that once you're like in your 50s you can blame any struggles that are happening on menopause you're like because mm, struggle. various other struggles menopause. yeah <laughs> struggling with uh yeah uh, struggling with communication menopause (laughs) yeah
1: yeah, i just just blame it all so that's that's the end of my pie chart here but yeah i just thought it was very interesting various other struggles is in this little i mean i don't want to say it's slitter it's just the smallest slice of this pie chart um yeah i will definitely look it up to see if i can find something um Mm. But if you guys
0: have, you can share that pie chart, um, somehow, like, on, I don't know how we can post that.
1: I might be able to, um, like share it on Instagram, um, do like a repost or uh, something. I don't know how that works on Instagram, but I'll figure it out. Um, all right. I think we talked about in our last episode that, uh, Heather and I are not, uh, social media experts and we do not know how to work the social medias that well. So I will find out how to share this. All right. But yeah, if you guys know of any symptoms of perimenopause, menopause, uh, post-menopause even like, let us know because we need to open the door for communication uh, Heather yeah. and I are reaching our late 30s to early 40s where perimenopause could be starting. So, you know, this is some, an uncharted territory for us because like I said, you know, the women in our family had medical complications and went through this early. So we don't know what to expect. Right. And uh, yeah.
0: And it's I think funny. it's just good
1: for people to know like women... Um, and, and their partners to just know what's, what's happening with, with our bodies.
0: Right. Cause we all get, we all get the talk when we're in like fourth, fifth grade about like, Hey, so your body might be going through some changes soon and all of that. Nobody's having this talk with women in their thirties going, okay, so your body's going to be going through some changes. Why?
1: Why not? Let's talk about that a little bit because I want to share something. I I know I've shared with you, but I want to I want to share something about myself and maybe this will open the door for other women to or people like it could be anyone. I have no idea. Let's open the door for that, because something happened to me a couple of years ago that I it really took me by surprise. So I started to have what I call stress sweats because my body starts to sweat profusely, most specifically in my armpits. Um, When I have elevated levels of like stress about Mm -hmm. work or whatever, um, if I'm extremely excited about something, if I'm super angry about something, like just any kind of extreme emotion My body, (laughs) yeah, I guess. Like my body starts sweating, and it smells rancid, like disgusting, nasty. I I don't even know how to describe it, other than. So the best way I can describe it is, I do not like the smell of onions at all, any kind. But it smells like really bad onion smell, like it's, it's really gross. It's never happened to me before this. And I was very surprised and I was like, I don't know what's going on. So it could happen like right after within 20 minutes or less of me taking a shower, like fully bathing myself. And just because I had some sort of extreme emotion afterwards, my body starts to sweat and smell. And i thought at the time i was planning my wedding Um, my husband and i have only been married for two years um, and due to the pandemic we had to postpone our wedding a year so we had to or so i had a lot of stress during that time of getting all of that handled Um, i made most of the decorations um, for like the tables and everything so like I'm making these things and so I was getting kind of stressed <clears throat> and they were fabulous well thank you um and so I started having these like stinky sweats and I thought that maybe after that stressful period and in, in my life would go like stop that they would stop it has not so I I don't know I think you know you had said Heather that you yeah, he had I- experienced it before
0: yeah, I've, I've experienced that. I think I first noticed it in my early 20s or so, that I started noticing that I had would get, like, stress sweat that smelled really bad. Um, but it wasn't always, and I don't recall what it smells like. Because recently, I have noticed I still get stress sweats in extremely stressful situations. The last time it happened was um, when I was driving down to... Visit you, actually, driving on the freeway, going through Seattle, trying to figure out which exit I needed to get to and get, you know, get in the proper lane. And, you know, traffic was heavy enough. I was having a hard time. I'm missing exits, things like that. And I am just drenched in sweat, even though the temperature in the car was perfectly comfortable. Fortunately, it didn't smell because I was dropping my daughter off at Becky's house and then heading to a work event. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I I know exactly where in Seattle you're talking about, and it is very stressful because it nothing makes sense, absolutely nothing. Yeah,
0: I've decided that I'm just uh, just hopping on. I'm not I'm not going around Seattle to avoid traffic. I'm going just straight so that I don't have to change lanes. I don't have to exit until I get down to where you are.
1: Yes, it's yeah. It's, it's easier if you do that way. I just don't like uh, the unpredictability of the traffic in Seattle. So I go the long way. Around it, but yeah,
0: like I would rather I would rather spend 15, 20 more minutes on the road and uh, deal with the traffic than deal with the changing and figuring out which freeway and which lane I need to be on to get onto the other freeway. Yeah. Oh, no fun. But and yeah,
1: so I don't know what happened to my body. I don't know if this is just part of life, if it's part of, I don't know what it is. But I tried like putting hydrogen peroxide, like putting on a little cotton ball, wiping my armpits down. Because I thought, well, maybe it's bacterial, you know, something funky going on in my armpits. Um, I used white vinegar because, you know, that's kind of a, a natural antibacterial kind of thing. I put that in there. And yeah, it helped for a little while, and then you know, just goes right back. So I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think. know.
0: I know that like fungal infections can cause weird smells, not necessarily the extra sweat, but smells.
1: But I, I don't know. know. It's it's very strange. Um, and if I catch it soon enough, like I can wipe the sweat away, and my body doesn't stink. It's just That's just the good. sweat. So I don't know, and I did I did do a little bit of research, and it did say like there's two different types of sweat glands, and one produces sweat when you do have those extreme emotions, like extreme stress, whatever, and um, it produces a different type, and that's usually the one that stinks, versus you know, the one because being you're, cold hot. and clammy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just or just because you're hot. I mean, I don't know. Clammy hands, or whatever equals sweat glands. I don't know what that means, but I don't think you have sweat glands on your palms. No, but your hands do get sweaty. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know what that's about. Anyway, so if anybody has any of these things, let us know. Like, let us know what's going on with you. And yeah, maybe we'll start like a little, you know, community of people. Stress sweaters? Yeah, stress sweaters. (laughs) (laughs) We'll make sweaters that say stress on them. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh! Maybe I can maybe I can expand my my Zeta business and make sweaters that say stress on them. Just make stress and sweaters. rhinestones. It's got to be rhinestones. Oh yes, it's a sparkle and yeah. <laughs> I feel like this needs to be a thing now. Like, let us know if you want a sparkle sweater that says stress on it. It's going to be, like, I like hoodies. So let me know if you want a zip-up hoodie or a, you know, regular pullover hoodie. But I feel like we need a a, a community of stress, stress sweaters. sweaters. <laughs> All right. Okay. It's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I'm just picturing, I'm still picturing the stress sweater in my head. I'm picturing it black with pink rhinestones. Um, oh
1: well i was thinking white with like crystal rhinestones but you know we can we'll brainstorm brainstorm it colors it can come in yeah. one, one color <laughs> let <laughs> us know if you want one and we'll see how we can make it happen um, <laughs> okay okay are you guys ready for a whoopee cushion christmas story all right okay. i feel like
0: we need christmas music to play into this like a yeah it's not even Christmas time. jingle bells no it's July
1: Christmas uh, in July
0: yes all
1: right so we my my family uh we were having Christmas like opening presents at my dad's house um and every year it hasn't happened in a couple of years but you know we've kind of scattered a little bit but when we all lived, um, still lived in the same town yeah when we all lived in the same town um or most of us did we did a like secret santa uh drawing and so we would draw a name right just like secret santa you draw a name and you have that person it's a secret so it it was like a stocking stuffer thing and it was secret santa but at the time my nieces were still young enough that everybody just kind of pitched into their stockings and their stockings were usually like overflowing of like with so much stuff I mean, I contributed to the overflowingness. Like, let's be real. I, I'm going to say you were probably the biggest contributor to the
0: overflowingness.
1: Oh, no. Me and Dad. Yeah. Like, you 100% and Dad. 100% grandpa was in on.
0: Grandpa and Auntie spoiling the kids.
1: Yes, because that's what you were here for. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so I gave both of my nieces um, whoopee, whoopee cushions. And. I don't think either one of them had experienced a whoopee cushion before, so let's let's give a an age range here. So I think Rose was three, three maybe, maybe four, maybe yeah. four, but no more than four. I think, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think she was four at the most. So that yeah. would put Lorelai at five or six, right? So I think I think she, looking back,
0: I think she was three because at Christmas time she'd have been closer to four than three but yeah so anyway so i think i think you're right yeah
1: anyway so so lorelei would have been five
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and they thought they
0: were the best thing yeah
1: lorelei didn't find them quite as hilarious as rose and i think at this time rose was still kind of obsessed with bodily functions
0: i mean she still thinks farts are funny well, and she's it's
1: been... a child but like <laughs> I was uh, like she's mine like, she i think when i came up to your house for her birthday we read a book about poop like fish poop
0: you so, read a book about uh about uh, identifying, poops identifying poops animals the by their poop
1: yep yeah uh Lots of the grand canyon
0: <laughs> that's my kid yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway um uh, so was obsessed with bodily functions at this time like more so than she is now right Mm -hmm. so anyway so we got her set up so that she could blow it up like through a straw and everything she thought this was the greatest thing just like every kid does right they you know little kid they not knowing the subtleties of like how to sneak it into somebody's chair she's like oh auntie becky stand up so i you know knowing what she wants to do and appeasing her like i stand up and then she's like "Auntie becky like she slips it into my chair she's like auntie becky sit down sit down you sit down the puppy cushion you know does its fart noise and then you're Mm -hmm. all like oh yeah so funny she's doing this to like every person in the circle of family here yeah and um, so then our younger sister kim was like okay i have to go to the bathroom so she excuses herself to go to the bathroom then so kim, rose is like oh now's my perfect chance like she's not in her seat goes over like puts the whoopee cushion like plops it right on top of her seat in all its pink glory and we're like <laughs> just slip it under her sweater. Cause Kim had draped her sweater over the seat and we're like, slip it under the sweater. So she does. And it's just like this giant mound.
0: Yeah. This little balloon. Cause that's basically yes. what it is in this. It's very visible.
1: It's very yes. obvious. I don't know who like Helen Keller could have seen this thing, right? Like <laughs> it was so obvious. It was, it was so obvious. So anyway, yeah. Kim then- comes back and she's standing in front of her seat. My sister is very um expressive with her hands, and she's just she's telling a story. Yeah, full she was on. telling full a story about I don't know what. And she was yeah. very, you know, very into it explaining. And Rose is bursting, like she's standing there, like shaking and jumping up and down at Kim's <laughs> feet, and she's like Auntie Kim, sit down. Auntie Kim, Auntie Kim, sit down. Yeah, Kim's just like keeps talking, and she just keeps going. Auntie Kim, sit down. (laughs) Kim goes, okay, and she sits down, and the whoopee cushion goes. Kim had zero
0: idea. That- yeah, she thought that she was just excited to get back to opening presents or something. And no, no clue was not paying any attention
1: at all. <laughs> just sit down. Everybody was laughing so hard because Kim's the expression on Kim's face was so, like, such surprise. Like, I don't know how you could be surprised. There's a three-year-old with a whoopee cushion, and you left the room.
0: Yes. She's been doing this to everyone all morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. She, like, that was that was the best. Like, I don't know. I don't even... How did she not know that it was there? <laughs> she just was more paying attention to her story than anything else guess, apparently. Like, oh,
1: my goodness. <laughs> so if you want to hear more stories like this, let us know. We've got quite a few. I mean, I could add on to that story. Um, but
0: oh my goodness. So
1: the things that kids do.
0: Yes, the the things that kids do that adults egg them on.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Whooping because it is harmless, like,
0: sure, sure. I'm no, not going to encourage saying.
1: her to do something horrible, but no, know.
0: I'm just saying that you know, it was uh, yes, Rose did it, but you and we, <laughs> yeah, we all
1: encouraged 100%. it. I did 100%. Like, I was like, you know what? <laughs> this it girl loves great. a fart, like, I don't understand.
0: I, it was great. She was very sad when that thing eventually broke.
1: What I had a bunch of them, I should have known, like, you should have told me.
0: I think I did. I should think you gave her a replacement one, and I don't know whatever happened to that.
1: I had a bunch of them, because it was cheaper to buy, like, a pack of ten than it was to buy one.
0: Makes sense.
1: I might have bought, like, the cheap ones versus the fancy ones. Anyway... Fancy,
0: fancy whoopee cushions. I don't know. They might
1: these, be fancy whoopee cushions.
0: These are the hoity toity whoopee
1: cushions. Yeah, <laughs> you sit down cross. on it with your pinky out. Yes. <laughs> so if you're looking for a stocking stuffer, guys, there you go. <laughs> it was a hit in my house. <laughs> uh,
0: the classics, they never go out of style. Yeah. All anyway, right
1: so that's all that we have for you guys this week uh, if you like our podcast, please subscribe and review us right We'd love to hear feedback. let us know what you want to hear from us. Uh, we are on instagram at the sister element. We are uh, we have an email the sister element.com So yeah let us know sister what element you want
0: at gmail.com.
1: Oh, yeah. Sorry. I failed that. <laughs> the sister element at gmail.com. Um, so, yeah, just let us know what you want to hear. If you have a topic that you think we should cover, share us, share us, share with us uh, your stories of menstruation and menopause. And if you want a stress sweats sweater, let me know because i will see if i can make that happen because now i feel like there should be a group of us in the know that have these
0: i i think this would be fun
1: and maybe like i can put on there somewhere the sister element of sure. our branding yeah i don't know like i feel like this should be a thing let us know like subscribe review and we will talk to you guys next time yeah thanks for listening Bye thanks. bye, bye.